You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com hello dcx what's up space how we doing how's the moon hope you guys got plenty of oxygen because today's show is going to be pretty breathtaking that's my one for the month don't get upset at me all right what's up frank how you doing man happy gcx man this is this is fantastic we're here at gcx we're on we're in space with all of you guys and thank you for being here guys and gals um today is very very special day because today is technically our premiere show i mean the shows that we did before yes we did five episodes five or six episodes before and we understand that but those were introductory so so a little bit of you know sauce on who is uh you know technique and who is matt but today where is this voice coming from (laughs) it's coming from deep down inside because i'm super excited and let me tell you is that today is gonna be awesome and we have a great show for you so let's go through a little bit of stuff matt let's uh talk about comics first and let everyone know what comics is yeah absolutely so for those of you who haven't checked us out yet my name is matt aka nighthawk plays that handsome gentleman over there is frank aka technique uh, we come to you um, every Saturday at approximately 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over here on Rare Drop and talking to you about everything comic book, superhero, um, whether it be Invincible, right? Obviously, we're talking about Loki now. No spoilers. Second episode. Amazing. Right, Frank? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about what's going on with Loki and everything. Um, it's... I want to talk about it, but we can't. We can't. Because we can't. this we show don't is not time. about Loki coming <laughs> next week. Okay, next Saturday. And that's when we open up. But anyway, comics is pretty much going to be that Saturday morning cartoon for you that you miss when, you know, when X-Men used to come on right before those stupid movies on Fox. Just ruin Murder the whole day wrote, of cartoons. You know? They don't do that anymore. We're bringing you some great comic stuff. But today's show is going to be a very special one because not only are we part of GCX today, which is thank you for being here for that. Thank we you for GPX, special... obviously, for having us and, and working with us on this. Uber excited, obviously, for now and the future. Yes, absolutely. Um, but today we have special guests, artists, and comic book writers, Stephen Mooney and Declan Stalvey. I was going to say Shaivy. I was told to mess up his name, but I won't. <laughs> Stalvey. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, top right, you got Stephen Mooney and Declan Ashalvi. How you guys doing? Good afternoon or good evening, because you guys are that way somewhere. Early evening, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it is, it's technically evening now, uh, as of right now. But uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, man, pleasure to be here. Thank you for being here. And um, I will, I'll have to say it was, it was great having you um, come in and talk to us for a little bit. You know, you're very, very busy. You're working on some amazing mm. stuff. Um, but before we get started, because I know the audience, we have a lot of young and, and veteran. I don't want to say the word old because I know some of you got, you know, I have cranky knees as well um, out there. We would love to learn a little bit more about you and what you do. Either one can take the, the lead. Rock, paper, scissors, whatever works. Now you go, you go, Stephen. 
Uh, okay, I'm Stephen Mooney. Uh, I've been working in pro comics for about 21 years now, I think, which is probably about a year or give or take more than deck. Maybe we kind of broke in around the same time. Um, and I've worked at uh, all the major companies, uh, Marvel, DC, Image, Valiant, uh, IBW, Dynamite. Uh, who else is there? Just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Um, <laughs> so a, li a little bit of everything, as has Declan, I'm sure he'll tell you. So we can, I mean, we, we know a little bit about everything when it comes to comics, or we think we do. So we're glad to be here to chat with you guys. It's a good vibe going on. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. So I saw you something, sipping a little something there. Trying to get the uh, yeah, the, the my, juices flowing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> in my blade, my blade Runner glass. Hey, there you go. go. Perfect. Oh. Cheers. We're in the space, right? Declan. Declan, how about you? Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, yeah, it's similar to, to to Mooney. Um. I've worked for probably most public, uh, publishers, mainly as an artist, but like more recently as a writer. Um. But um. I'm kind of most known for doing um a run with uh, Warren Ellis on uh, Moon Knight from a few years ago. Um, but like, I've gotten to work on things like Batman and Wolverine. And I mean, all the stuff, you, you know, I loved as a kid. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, Steve and I would have similar kind of uh, experience and backgrounds, but like we, I think we've, we've had a good amount of experience across the board from, from starting out to established prose, to writing, to drawing, what have you. You ran the gamut through the comic industry to where you are today. Pretty much, yeah, uh, and uh, it's destroyed us. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh wow! Okay. Hey, it, it kept you here. I mean, I see this. Yeah, hair. you got a little gray right there. Is that because you were <laughs> working with Declan, or is that because you were working on too many projects? Mostly Declan. Oh, understandable. Uh, understandable. Yeah, I see the dynamic duo. Take. You know, Bruce That's Wayne fair. went gray after working with so many Robins as well. But uh, sure. we wouldn't call you the Batman and Robin duo. We would call you more of the Avengers duo going on because the work that you've been working on is pretty nice. And we'll get into that later. But first, we have some questions from you. And chat, feel free. This yes. is a part of you are a part of comics as well, as always. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, concerns as in, what are you working on? Because I want you to work on this. Mm -hmm. Throw it in the chat. And we'll we'll definitely bring it to the gentleman to, to answer. Now, we like to start off with a little icebreaker. And the icebreaker would be uh, top three projects that you worked on over the years. No pressure. <laughs> me first? Or me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, top three. Uh, well, I have your to top, your top three. Because yeah, the we don't, top three have, even though you have children, right? People have children out there. You always <laughs> say you have a favorite, but you never tell them which is your favorite. But today we're going to go ahead and spoil that. So go ahead. Uh, my favorite, well, my absolute favorite would be my own book, which is Half Past Danger, just because that's so close to my heart um, yes. but my favorite uh marvel was probably black widow because i'm a big black widow fan and that was a big deal for me that was last year working with jody hauser and uh i love the character the character from the movies i've always loved natasha in the comics um nice. and i'm all into that whole super spy genre stuff uh, like i mean that's same kind of character in my own book um love that at DC, it's got to be Grayson because I'm a big Dick Grayson fan. Speaking of Robins, we all know who the real Robin is. The oh, first right. and best. So, oh God, you got I Matt pulling stuff out of the shelf. That book. Yeah, with Tom King when he was just turning I'm into I'm a very Tom big Nightwing King. fan. Like, uh, oh, nice. My nice, extreme nice, stick. There you go. That's yeah. a beating stick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My wife uses yeah. it on me. We're good. <laughs> Probably had it coming. So, uh, definitely Grayson uh, at DC, but. Um, and he and Batman's in that, so you know you've got Batman's always a factor, and that's the only time I've really drawn Batman professionally is in those issues. So yeah, that would be me. Half a danger, Black Widow, and Grayson. Awesome. I'm gonna hold awesome. a question for you. Make sure I, I have to do this, so I know I have it. Yeah. Uh, Declan, <laughs> what about you? Um. 
Yeah, I said, well, Moon Knight would definitely be one of them. The, the, the thing I mentioned earlier. I know there's going to be a TV. Nobody knows who he is, but there's going to be a TV show of him. Grabbing that question too. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that was that was a uh, that was an amazing opportunity, and I, I loved working on that book. Um, second would probably be the, the project I did afterwards, which was um, uh, Injection with the same writer Warren Ellis, which was a kind of a weird genre twisty mystery. Yeah, it, it's, it was it's a very weird weird oh, book okay. that covers a lot of different places but um uh yeah that was my first kind of big creator own series um which i loved uh i love work, working on and i guess the third one would probably be um probably i did a book called savage town which was the first creator book that i wrote um it was about like gangsters in a, a city in ireland and um oh. it, it was it was weird like it's, it wasn't superheroes it wasn't action adventure and thing it was a uh, more of a kind of a straight up crime story and um mm. uh that that i that was i put kind of similar to um Stephen and half past danger like I, a lot was put into that that i hadn't really done before and um yeah it's more of a kind of like an indie book but um it was very creatively uh, challenging and rewarding yes. okay so this this brings up something very interesting, Declan. Now you you write and you can write and draw, obviously, right? Yeah, Stephen, Stephen too. Yeah, you're both, both artists okay, and writers. Yeah. So me and Matt were going back and forth talking about this. We really want to know what do you prefer? Do you prefer yeah. drawing or writing? I I'm gonna go off of my and we're we're gonna take a gander guess right here. I'm gonna guess that Steve likes to draw more than write, but he'll dabble in both. And maybe Declan likes to write more than draw. Which what, what, what would you say, Matt? First. What are you thinking? Me? Matt? Yeah, what am what I thinking? Think? I mean, I I from I would say drawing. I think artist. I feel like you get a little, even though writing is very creative, like you've both created, well, Steven, you've created your own um, um, stories now, and Declan, you as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, both I mean, uh, that's really cool too. I mean, I think we've all collectively had created our own stories, but there's something yeah. about just sitting down and, and drawing, inking, and penning. So I feel like that kind of may be the route where this may be going. Thoughts? So which which one do which one do you guys choose? Well, uh, me, you're right. Yeah, it's definitely drawing. Um, uh, I feel a lot more confident drawing because I've done it for so long. I want to. I've been writing for Jesus. It's eight years now. I was going to say I've just started writing, but the first half of danger was 2013. <laughs> wow, oh, man. which is eight, eight years. It feels ago, like so yesterday. Yeah. Oh, but there's a caveat, a major caveat to this, and I'm sure Declan will agree with me. I love to write for other people because I don't have to draw it then. And because there's this whole debate that rages through comics, you know, all the fanboys want to say, the writer's more important, the artist is more important, the colorist, whoever. Regardless of who's more important, just the, the man hours, the woman hours in the chair, drawing is the harder, more physical task. So if I can write a script, but now don't get me wrong, it could take a week to write a decent script for a yeah. single issue and send that to somebody else and have that come back in a month and it's all drawn really nicely. That's probably the apex. That's the end game. That's the end game right there. That's what we're reaching for. Like when you yeah. get to that position and do that regularly and still have your own project you're drawing on the side or writing it as well. That's the sweet spot for me. Uh, get some other sucker to do with this. My, my <laughs> it's, it's worked out kind of weird because we're both Stephen and I are working on something that we're writing and not drawing. And um, nice, great. You know, I mean, you're still being creative, but you like it's it's not the man hours like like Stephen was saying. Like uh, you know, we're or lady hours. Or lady hours. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just it, it's just less. It's less. It's a bit more mentally taxing, maybe. But like, it's also mentally taxing to be to be drawing, uh, on top of like the just the, you know, the amount of hours you put in the chair every day, are, are, is really taxing. But I, I actually, you know, I'd like to play up to the um, uh, 
to the <laughs> to the you know artist uh, artiste thing and say writing I prefer, but actually no, I prefer drawing. Uh, just I don't like writing. Uh, okay. I, li- I like I like the it. difference. Oh, no, I like I like it when it's done. You know, I like when I have written it. Okay, um, <laughs> you I don't like doing very... the work. You just want to snap your fingers and it's done. It would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Um, just because I, I just I just struggle with it more in that um, I always find there's something else to be done. You know, like, oh, there's a cover. I should probably get that done first because it's just more naturally. I can go into a state where I draw, yeah. where I get very zen, and you're just in it. Writing is different because you're kind of like computing things all the time. And um, I, I find, like, I have to force myself to sit down <clears> and actually do it. But, <throat> but I, lo- I like having done it, and I like the experience. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's, a, it's a different set of mental skills. Whereas with drawing, like, I just genuinely... You know, especially inking. Inking is just my favorite thing to do. Oh, wow. You like inking. I hate inking. So um, <laughs> when, when, you, when you talk about the comic book world, obviously you guys have had your foot in the door for a while and you've been doing uh, a bunch of things, whether it's been self-creating, you know, Half Past Danger or working with Warren Ellis on Moon Knight and anything and everything in between. You know, the industry right now is very unique where we are today. So uh, before we get into movies and TVs, uh, what, specifically with the comic world, uh, where do you see it going post-pandemic? Um, obviously there's been a bunch of things happening on where we are now post pandemic, which hopefully is right around the corner. Where do you see it going? What, what do you mean by is? Like great so question. <laughs> so like, you know, before, before all this stuff happened, you would go to the comic book store and get hard copies of comics, you get excited, get figures and stuff like that, hang out with your friends. Well, the pandemic probably put a wedge in a lot of that stuff for everybody. Um, I've seen a lot of comic book shops close up, very heartbreaking stuff, especially local shops. Where do you see it going post-pandemic? Do you think the comic book shop is going to come back? Do you think work is going to start overflowing with, with, with projects for you? Um, or are you not going to see any difference at all? What do you, what do you think? I, I think uh, the way they're delivered, we're definitely going to see a difference. But I think that was coming before the pandemic. I think mm-hmm. shops are the shops that are held strong and are there now, I think we'll see them that they've proved that they're hanging around. They're not going anywhere. Because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm dying to get back just that social scene. If yeah, absolutely. Just to go in and just, whatever, discussions, talk about the TV shows, talk about the new books. And um, I do think fl- single issues, though, I think they're on a ticking clock. I mean, I don't think graphic novels or trades will ever be going away because you'll have your, in my opinion, you'll have your, your section in the store. You've got your toys. You'll have your uh, graphic novel collections. And then I think that the single issues will probably go digital. And then you'll just get printed collections, like maybe like the Japanese market or the French market. But um, I can't, I can't see stores going away. It's so niche still, but it's they're so essential. And I mean, just you just know, you, nobody fell out of love. I think with comics during the pandemic, I certainly didn't. If anything, it's kind of reinforced. I was maybe taking stuff for granted, but as far as stores beforehand, I was like, I'll go in. I've got a stack of stuff waiting for me in my order. Usually, they end up posting that out to me because I don't feel oh, there. That is really near the shop, but I don't. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm dying to get into have those. It's the social aspects. It's like getting back yeah. to the pub and whatever, getting back to the cinema. I can't wait to just go in and do the stuff I used to do Reed. on a regular basis again. I'm into that. What about you, Declan? Um, uh, similar, but a little different, different in that. Um, yeah, I, I think there's, I think we're definitely going through a boom. Uh, we're going to go through a boom of like people really appreciating things they've been missing out on. Weirdly, though, I know with the pandemic, like um, um, sales are up. Uh, I'd say it's probably it's a mix of people really wanting to support their comic book shops during hard times. I'm sure that was a lot of it. A lot of us people maybe just ordering things through the internet. So, you know, like a lot of them. <laughs> Reading books they've always meant to read. I know I did that. I haven't read any of them because I'm at time. But like I did, I've got a lot of stuff over the, the, the pandemic. Um, 
I don't think single issue is going to go away, but there, I think like what's happening with the industry is I think that it's like diversifying in terms of content and how you read them. Like I don't want to read, I, I have read comics digitally. I will sometimes, but I don't particularly enjoy it. I prefer reading things in trade, but like- It's so um, much different prefer... having that comic book in your hand. I had a bunch of digital yeah. comics. I know Frank and I have talked about this before on the show. A lot, a lot of my Injustice comics, because I was big into the Injustice series when it came out, I had it all digital and I'm like, I went over and I finally had them in my hand. I'm like, oh, there's nothing having that. It's the smell of a brand new comic book. It's like, you know, brand yeah. new Corinthian leather in a car. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, and, but, but like, if somebody wants to read it now and they mm -hmm. can read it on a tablet, then they should be able to do that if there's enough of an oh, yeah. audience for it. So yeah. I think that's what yeah. I mean. Is like you can take some, you can take the one thing and you can do different versions of it for however you want to read it. I think I think things are going to go more that way as regards how people are reading things digitally or. You know, I know, like, because, you know, I'm doing a monthly book at the moment, and part of it is, like, if it's going to be a monthly book, it's got to make sure that you're delivering story every month and not writing for the trade and that, like, it's an experience. So I think mm. maybe, you know, people are going to take more attention to how they're putting their stories out. Mm. Um, and I would say there was definitely a bit of a wobble when um, there was a, there was a, the, the main comic distributors closed down for during the pandemic. But um, since then, I, I mean work kind of dried up and then it's been a blossom again ever since so mm -hmm. there's a lot of different Perfect. projects happening i think people looking for other alternatives that are outside the mainstream and and also steve and i work essentially in like you know mainstream-esque comics but you know uh, you know you have people like uh rainy tanglemeyer and dog boy and you things for yeah. kids and you things for adults and i think what's interesting is 10 years ago everything was superheroes and i know culturally that's where people are people are now with like all the adaptations and stuff but as regards to people reading comics i think that there's more different types of creators and stories happening now than there has been in ages that's true you know funny thing about it is you said uh having it on a platform for everybody to be available that's a really good point because in the chat slash yeah. side says um as a visually impaired comic reader i am very thankful for the digital copies that i can zoom in on but I still really miss cool. the comic book feel. So, uh, yeah, thank you for for being able to keep continuing doing your trade and and making it available everywhere. I mean, uh, the digital age is very great for that because if this wasn't around, we had this pandemic many many years ago. We don't know what would happen to the comic book industry when it comes to that. that yeah, like leave... you, there were people shifting and doing different things. Uh, you know, yeah. there's things like Panel Syndicus, uh, you know, um, Marcus Martin's platform where you can just pay with one. Yeah, Kickstarter definitely had a massive yeah. support. Both Stephen and I did a Kickstarter project, you know. Um, so people were finding alternatives to get stuff out there. So, I mean, I think that's been really interesting byproduct. That kind of leads us into our next question. Um, with with all the adaptations, and especially the MCU and DCU, uh, uh, DCEU being so popular now, pretty much put a big boom on comics and, and brought a lot of people that weren't really interested in comics into comics, into the comic world and seeking out you know, shows like this and, and an actual comic book artist. And now you are not just a name in a book. You actually get to physically be seen now. And uh, I think it brought a lot of stuff to the forefront. Do yeah. you think that it's easier or harder to get into the comic book industry now with how popular the comic book world is? Hmm. And that's as a uh, worker, uh, so to speak. Like, I think, I think there's two sides to that. Uh, it's it's a lot easier in that it's far more accessible. When we started out, we're, yeah. we go far so back, like we were talking about conventions earlier on, we uh, I schlucked our portfolio around the States, San Diego, New York, all the big shows, and queued up for our portfolio reviews. Now with the internet, 
that's it's been a massive equalizer like people in Ireland or people in uh, South America or Spain or Italy wherever there's big uh, congregations of comic book creators coming from all over the place because it's all sent online to FTP sites now as opposed to when I started, they used to FedEx the artwork uh, over. They'd literally <laughs> send the physical boards, and then they would be sent back a couple of months later. And you'd hope you get them all back. Like uh, it was it, now that only lasted a year or so when I broke in. But it's nuts the difference now. But, but on the flip side of that, though, is there's so many more people trying to break in because everybody mm -hmm. has the access to the internet. I mean, your grandma has it, whoever has it, the library has it. So everyone knows where there's a computer with the internet, and anyone who can draw well and has an interest in comics has an avenue to get in there. So I think. The competition, theoretically, it's hard looking back because we're in it so long, but theoretically yeah. the competition should be greater now, I imagine. I yeah. don't know what Deck means. Um, no, yes, uh, uh, similar. Um, yeah, the, comp the competition has ever been, been higher, but like, it's not that, I mean, it depends what you mean breaking in. One, like, again, what Stephen and I do is, is specific, but like, there's people who are breaking in in ways, like are doing digital comics that are, doing insane compared to say what what we sell or or people are reading mm. who are they all paying for it or can you make a living some are you i mean look streamers like what you guys are doing you can make money that way that that was not something that was possible 10 years ago if you Wait, told me that, i'd be like what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> web, web comics is yeah blown up yeah. so much now it's i mean yeah, they get their I, own shows on netflix now it's and, a success is i mean you know breaking in is kind of a broader term and again in a good way because you get different types of stuff but um i think in, in a lot of ways it is easier uh i think you know you can make a name for yourself you can find an audience uh, that can support you so i think in some ways it is it is easier and um yeah, but it depends it depends like it's not easy to you can, might break in, but like it's staying in is a whole other staying power is a whole different scenario. Yeah. yeah, no matter how you do the work, you still need to actually do it. And um, I think I think there's a there has been some people who do be very good of like, having an online brand, but not actually being able to go away from their Twitter handle and actually draw mm. and, and write the stuff. You know, uh, yeah. um, so I think a lot of people have crashed and burned maybe in the last few years. But um, I think it's easier to get to get an audience, but whether that audience can sustain you. Um, yeah, you could different thing. Them, yeah. Uh, and if and if you want to, but if you want to break into a company, it's a, it's a it's a different thing. But I I I don't know. I think there's been a huge equalizer with the internet in the last just, ten yeah. years. On that note, though, just what Declan is saying, there, I think discipline is such a huge aspect that people might not realize going in. I mean, you get these amazing artists. On their Twitter feed, it's just pinup after pinup or uh, short yeah. story of incredible artwork. But then when they get when they do get offered by Marvel or DC or whoever it is through comic books, it's the timetable that maybe blows people's minds. It's the output you've got to have. It's yeah, the hours mm -hmm. in the chair. Like I mean, when yeah. I started out, I was Dr doing drawing Captain Marvel flying is great. But like yeah. drawing her sitting down, drinking a cup of coffee, then having to go to work, yeah. and like with the buses in the background and the plants, yeah. and like yeah. all that stuff, you know, everything in the background. That was the hardest thing for me to get used to. Is, is yeah, it's is, not is glamorous. The it's it's of it. cool. It's a yeah, it's a really cool job, but it's not as like like anything. It's not as I'm sure the Twitch gig is the same. It's not as glamorous as people might think. You're not on camera all the time. It's not all front end. There's so much back end of these jobs. He gets it. He's it's a born about, streamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, very, very quickly before we yeah. get into the next question, it's kind of funny how you said that because one of my friends got picked up from Instagram. Uh, he was just drawing characters left and right, and now he's doing static shock and stuff. And it's, cool. it's, it's, mm. it's pretty cool how that happens. So, I mean, very accessible through platforms, even if you're not really pushing your portfolio out you can have a portfolio yeah. review just by posting stuff and he was posting yeah, comic can... pages and stuff he wasn't just doing well, that's, which was great. that's good because i think that's the problem sometimes is like there's a lot of people who are very good at like 
what beautiful Instagram posts, mm-hmm. but like have no idea about storytelling. And we're in a we're, like, there's a lot of people like <laughs> I'm getting trouble sometimes saying this, but like, say it, it's just not good it. enough. It's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's the truth. They got to know. The truth. They got to know. It. How do you not get younger, better? Yeah, there's younger creators who it seems like on the surface that they're ready, but when you actually have to do the 90% of drawing that isn't the fun stuff, um, they hit a wall and they're not able to handle it. And uh, I think that's, you know, that's it's there's a big danger that a lot of younger creators will they just hit a wall with a huge audience that we're, say, Stephen and I, you know, would have done smaller books and gotten mm-hmm. kind of the hang of it. And then you kind of build up like a resilience and a work ethic and, and uh, a way to make it happen that... Um, yeah, it's just not possible to be able to do like that. With that said, oh. there's no right way to do it. There's so many avenues. I mean, the way we did it is not necessarily the way to do it. We did it 20 years ago, so it's definitely changed. Mm. Uh, you know, so don't be dis- dis- disheartened by that kind of talk. If you've got the discipline and the skills and you're willing to put the time in, you can do it for sure. Um, so you guys have worked on a lot of different properties, obviously, as we talked about before. And two of the <laughs> things that are booming right now um, are the MCU and arguably the DCU. It's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, do you think the, in, the, the universe that has been created for both, and thinking about other things too, like Invincible, The Boys, etc. Um, do you think that they do the comic book universe's justice? What's being portrayed on TV and theaters, what you guys work on daily, do you think it's doing it justice? That's a tough one. Um, I know it's it's probably not a short answer. Well, I think I think it's where you go, Alan. I'd say yeah. Like I mean, um, I, I watched the first episode of Loki, and, and I've, I've seen the other shows, and like, um, you know, like WandaVision, That was weird. Like they really went to weird places with that. Which, when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, like I was watching Incredible Hulk reruns, you know, which is the most pared down version of the character, yeah. which is great, very accessible. Different name. It wasn't even Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah. true. Oh, that's right. Yeah, David yeah. Banner. David Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, you know, all these things are the most basic ideas, the concepts, because that's all people could get, get involved now or could get on board at the time. Now you've got all this really wacky, there's been different actors playing the same characters. How many Spider-Men have there been? Spider-Verse, like how they, like, yeah. people, cool. what they've done with adaptations, which I wouldn't have thought they would do, is really lean in. Avengers Endgame was a a a weird 1960s type Avenger story where they go back in time. Like, yeah. if you told me that years yeah. ago, you'd be like, no, no one's going to watch that. Um, they've really kind of leaned into what the the weirdness uh, of, of, of what a lot of those comics are in a way that mainstream audiences have got, have totally gone in on, which I, I'm very surprised. But uh, as, a, as a viewer, it's it's great to see. Like, uh, um, And I think whatever, like, yeah, the boys was like, Invincible having Corey Walker and um, yeah, well, that's the thing. If Kirkman is on Invincible, Invincible is going to be a faithful adaptation. It depends yeah. on the uh, God, and just on the end game thing. Like, I think it's because it's uh, it's cool to be a nerd now or whatever, but it's a lot more <laughs> acceptable to be into this yes. into this genre yeah. stuff. So yep. they're going to lean once they see there's money on the table, they're going to lean right into that, and you're going to get Doctor Strange, Magic Time stories. Like, we're going to Doctor Strange two is going to bend everything all over the place yep. with Wanda, and uh, I mean they know. There's an audience there. Once they saw there's an audience there, they just didn't think people wanted that kind of in-depth storytelling. I guess when we were kids, it was just the well, it was an hour a week that wrap it up done. There's no there's no overarching story. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's all about story. It's all about character. And uh, yeah, we're getting real TV, actors TV, to play TV these wasn't parts. in a place where it could do that at the time, but now yeah. the gloves are off. You know, um, yeah. it's it's pretty it's it's pretty nuts. 
Well, you would argue comic books are the primary IP generator in the entertainment universe right now. I mean, what's mm -hmm. what's bigger than comic book stories as far Nothing. as movies go, as far as video games go? Yeah, I mean, look at Guardians so, of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. Miles Morales, Spider-Man specifically talking yeah. about uh, video I mean, games. Movies, and then bringing millions and billions of dollars. I mean, outside, billions, of, okay. outside of Avatar recently, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody in chat too, I think that the highest grossing movies recently have been comic books yes star wars aside actually because star all wars marvel. is star wars it's all yeah, yes all okay marvel. it's all marvel i get it i'm a superman <laughs> fan i'm in pain i get it hey, hey yeah i was, I was <laughs> hold on let's have a conversation there you could uh, argue marvel are adhering very closely to the storyline set out in the comic books and the tone and themes set out in the comic books for dc and i'm a big dc guy mm -hmm. whereas dc have maybe been bringing more auteur directors in with their own visions of what the characters could yeah. be yeah. as opposed to what they're perceived as what they are so there's an argument there to say by sticking to the source material and adhering as closely as possible, uh, even if it is uh -huh. a little goofy. Thank you. Like, they say Superman is too boring. Well, Cap is the same basic character, and he's a, as Boy Scout as they come. Yeah. And, I mean, they're my favorite movies. Set. He doesn't language have really. I'm language. Just, you know, Winter Soldier is the best. <laughs> Best movie in Marvel uh, ever made, dude, in my opinion. I, yeah, I've so. had that conversation before. As much as I'm a big mm. Superman fan, and I could talk about Zod and the Donner cuts and everything, Winter Soldier oh, is arguably my favorite, not just superhero movie, but it's definitely in my top five movies, period, if not top three. It is such yeah, a well- it's, well, it's, it's a spy movie. movie. It's an espionage movie. So yeah, yeah. Opposed, which a uh, guy with a shield running around in the middle of it, like it's great. Which we do have. We got time is running short here. I'm sure we could talk for hours we got three here. More, got three more. Yeah, two more minutes. Let's keep going. But, but I have a, I have a quick yes or no question for you guys based on what we were just talking about. Um, you guys have been in the industry so long. We're talking about movies, TV, video games, and and yes or no because I don't know what you guys can say or can't say about it. Has your work directly impacted or have we seen your work directly shown in ways on TV? Uh, yeah, that you could talk about on TVs, movies, or video games. Uh, well, I, I would I would say it's probably no for both of us because all the stuff that's happening now is coming from stories from maybe 10 years ago and like that's when we uh, yeah, okay. both came up. I, well, Moon Knight's about I was just about to say, you guys have both done a lot of work on Moon Knight and I am very excited well, for that one. Baby. Yeah, I, don't baby know. I mean, he doesn't know. But yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a we are this strong of the ladder. The ladder yeah. is up to here. We are here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a friend of mine DM'd me, so like, oh, this is cool, cool about Moon Knight. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I saw they released like the logo. You know, like that's the first I heard of it. Oh. I have no idea. So I, I haven't a clue what's going on. But I, mean, okay. but I don't know. Moon Knight's had so many different iterations. I have absolutely no idea if they're going to use ours. So I, I they do. Sorry, just on that question. Today, somebody tweeted me. There's this new uh, Snake Eyes movie, a GI Joe movie coming out, and, they, I saw and some that. of my some, my art, some of my art is just for the promo for the movie. And I mean, it's out, nobody. I mean, that doesn't go anywhere near us. That's just the department, the marketing department, pulling cool shots from their That's archives. Still. And we it's might awesome. see it on a T-shirt in two years and go, nobody sent me that T-shirt. <laughs> it's well, great, though. So buy your own T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It is. It's really, really cool. But when you get to be this old and cynical, you're like, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit of that pie as well. You know what I mean? But listen, mm -hmm. we, it's the deal you signed up for. As a kid, yeah. the job that we're doing now, if you had told 12-year-old me the job I'm doing now, you'd blow my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Blow my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's everybody's dream right now, too. And I mean, we the, the, like young, young kids can like fresh out of the womb are coming out with Spider-Man outfits on and stuff. And it's, it's just beautiful to see and um yeah. I, I love it because you know as you said nerd culture right now just so accepted but it's speaking on that of nerd culture we're gonna yeah. get into some pretty nerdy stuff right now because we have something very excited for you audience and that's because 
Mr. Mooney and Declan are not here only just to wow you with their good looks and their amazing stuff about comics. They are actually going to release something. The first scene we got here on GCX <laughs> Comics, first scene, issue number four of Carnage. So let's go ahead and flip over and show that. And uh, Declan, Stephen, the floor is your is your ballroom. We're going to show you guys the uh, inks, and then we're going to show you the uh, the dress copy, and then we're going to go into the detail shot. But look at this, talking oh. about comics that are going to be affecting movies. I mean, Carnage got announced not too long ago. Mm. Granted, it's a Sony joint, um, but <laughs> <laughs> about that. But uh, <laughs> if you want the cooler version of Carnage, <laughs> it's right here. Um, so you should do it. So, oh, my gosh, look at the inks. I'm, I'm an artist myself working in the comics for a little while back in the day. And let me tell you, man, I love the dynamic carnage stuff i love i love the really dark world they put venom in recently uh with, with the recent comments going back to the origin story and everything because you know th that story got flipped upside down we just thought he came from a space cookie but no he, he uh, <laughs> there's a lot more to that now we have carnage and uh yeah if you want to tell us about declan and, and steven you want to tell us about well, this book well i'd say i know that the the symbiote fans of marvel are hardcore because i used i used to work on venom um a few years ago before it was ever a film uh, and like i still have hardcore like symbiote fans get onto me um but um but this is a uh, for a series called carnage red white and blood which is um effectively all these short stories where you can just kind of do any carnage story at all and uh, i because carnage is like cletus cassidy who's a serial killer i thought this is a cool opportunity to do like a dark uh serial killer with a symbiote twist and um and uh yeah like i like so i the first time i ever saw steven's work was for a kind of a detective series it was just an Irish comic, and um, so it's kind of cool to see him do these kind of street level stuff again. Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, Stephen drew it, so he should talk about it. I am the schmuck who did the art on this story. Declan wrote the story. So uh, <laughs> we were talking earlier on about the writing and drawing, and we didn't do a huge amount of. We did a little bit of back and forth on it, didn't we? Like, uh, you said yeah, it was a story. There's only so much you can you can yeah. get into, you know. Mm. But yeah, we had a bit of back and uh, like just, I had an idea, and we kind of bounced things back a little bit. And side note, just to let everyone know, if you want to pick this up, it isn't available yet. This is why this is the, you know, speaking of E3 and Summer Game Fest, world, world premiere. premiere. <laughs> um, this, is the, this is the variant cover you're seeing for it to issue four that will be available to all of you on July 14th. So a hair under a month from now, you'll be able to pick up this issue. Just remember, it's Carnage Black, White, and Blood, and it's going to be issue four coming out, available to all of you, July 14th, 1-4. Gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you're looking at the inks now. Okay, so uh, both Declan and I still draw uh, what they call traditionally on paper with pens and pencils and everything like that, whereas it's, I guess, in vogue now to be digital. Um, although I don't know what the split, it's, I guess, 50-50 these days. I don't know what that thinks. Yeah. There's still a fair few people doing it the old-fashioned the old fashioned way. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the inks there. That's just done with some brush pens and a little bit of dry brush stuff. Declan would do a lot of ink washes on his stuff, so I did a little bit of that on this cover just... I guess just because it's kind of echoing Declan in a way, just as a gag for us more than anything. To honor me, uh, I think. Just to show him it wasn't oh, very hard oh, to do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the colored version, I do the colors on this myself. A lot of times when you're doing covers for Marvel or wherever your schedule won't allow you to do the colors yourself. Whereas mm. Declan actually is predominantly coloring his own stuff these days. I It takes me so long to color. I'm so slow. And it, like, it would take me as long to color a picture as it was to draw it, which is crazy in this industry. You've got to be able to like get it bang, bang, bang out the door. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the story though is because it's because it's like it's limited. It's black and white with red yeah. elements. Yeah. Like cool thing is seeing like Stephen choose what's going to be like those decisions are more stylized, which is re always really cool to see. You know, mm. 
Yeah, everybody like the, loves red, right? Black, yeah. white, and red. Yeah. They're the coolest. Like I mean, what other colors do you need? Like, one of my favorite so, colors. Uh, I think it's built into everyone, our psyches. I don't know, as comic book fans or whatever it is. So it's just, it's great fun to do. And it's it's short, so you're in the door and you're out. Like, I, cards on the table, I'm not the biggest Carnage guy. I'm a, I'm a fan of Venom. I like Venom. I like that whole mythos. And Donny Cates, like you said, and Stegman doing great things on the Venom book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, this was just a nice little nugget of like a Spidey villain who, are, you know, we all know Carnage from back yeah. in the day, even back when Mark Bargley brought him in, whatever. Which, was that Amazing Spider-Man? I don't know. 90s. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, so nice. it's fun. Yeah, you you get to a cool, a few cool shots. Uh, there's a nice splash page in there, some storytelling, a double page splash, and then you're out the door. So it's it's the perfect kind of little nugget of a gig. And plus, we didn't have to stomach each other for more than ten pages. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. Let's get into a detailed shot of this uh, while Declan goes into some um, details about it. But I want to say, uh, Maximum Carnage was one of my favorite favorite games series <laughs> back then. Uh, it was very true to Carnage and, and it stayed very raw. I mean, being in the '90s back then, you would think we would get a, a kind of a washed down version of Carnage, but they they kept it real, real. And then they kind of like softened him up over the time. He kind of forgot about him. It was yeah. all about Venom and anti Venom and all that stuff. Agent Venom, you name yeah. it. But look at this that was detail. Me. I was, I was Agent Venom. That's what. I oh was. my god! <laughs> That's his boy here. Yeah. This is this. I'm like a kid in the candy store right now. <laughs> right now, we're looking at the uh, the, the details. I think goodness, we blew this up because my god, the yeah, detail in this thing is it, mind blowing. It, it doesn't my do it god. justice where we had it before. This thing is absolutely Holy beautiful. Moly. I want it on my wall. Well, yeah, this is why know, it takes so long. This is why it takes so long. So actually, you know what? From start to finish, how long did something like this take you to get done? And outside of That's approvals and whatnot, I guess just start to finish, how long do you think it took you to get done? Well, this one, as far as covers go at Marvel, generally you will have to provide uh, various ideas, what they call thumbnails, three or four sample images so that the editor can get a decision on what they like from your ideas. Mm-hmm. And then you would take that one to fruition to a full-fledged drawing. But this one, the timeline was a bit short. So Marvel actually just said an iconic shot of Carnage, just whatever you think looks cool, go for it, and and then send us the ink. So um, I I I roughed it out and drew it all in the same day. I think. Wow, um, that's and, too yeah. much for me. Uh, too much talent. <laughs> long, long day though. Long day. Yeah, a long day. But that would be considered shift, be, yeah. between us. That would be considered a handy cover because it's one shot of one character. Now there's a lot of work on that character, but there's not really background yeah. to speak of. I mean, he's yeah, sitting yeah. on a little venom gargoyle there with a bit of smoke and stuff in the background. I like how you but, um, incorporated that in there. Yeah, it's just it's just fun, you know. It's just like uh, I, I'm a more of a venom guy, so the little venom gargoyle was kind of my mm. little nod to venom. Um, yeah, a day, and then the colors, I guess, half a day. Uh, once they approve the inks, the colors are done. But that's a that's a quick example, I think. Uh, Declan, uh, are you a day for a cover? What are you normally? Um, I would say maybe two days between coloring and like. Oh, with coloring, out. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like if I'm, I spend like a few hours roughing out ideas and th- and then like coloring that rough and figuring out what I would do in the color. So, and then like penciling and inking is probably a day. Yeah um uh, so I, I think maybe two days uh overall like from beginning to finish if i if i, if ah. I was if that's how i was working yeah i'd know with colors i'd be two days as well which i think is probably industry standard you have to be at least that fast i'd say mm-hmm. to go so uh, actually yeah, you, because... you need to be turning stuff around uh, you know not super like it depends on when deadlines are but like uh yeah you can't be spending weeks and weeks and weeks on one on one piece so then obviously th- that was the the art side of it then for declan for you from start to finish i know obviously you weren't the you weren't the only writer on this right um, I was only um, so it's three short stories in the three issue. Three short stories so in three the issue. Okay. I, I, I'm so how sorry, long I did it to create you to to create that short story? Um, it took um, 
it took a while, but only because like back and forth with editors. So I think like it was Christmas. I wrote the pitch. Um, I was supposed to be drawing it at the time, so I was writing it for myself. Mm. Um, but then when I, re- I realized I couldn't because of um, because of deadlines, I made it harder to draw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, old sloppy seconds here. <laughs> I got a great um, job for you. Something. I yeah. Got this. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, whenever I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, draw, of writing something, it's like what would be cool to draw, you know. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking of myself originally, uh, which I normally do. And um, but I mean, sometimes you're, you're sitting waiting on approvals, and then you get notes back, and you I'll tweak it. it. It wasn't it wasn't the hardest story uh, in the world because I had a very very clear idea of what I was going mm-hmm. for, but um, but like as also knowing Stephen's work, I definitely tweaked it to kind of make it like what's going to make him do something that's like he's going to enjoy more, which I think mm. always makes the pages look better. Yeah, I, hey, dynamic duel indeed, and I have to say I love it. I'm going to definitely pick it up. I'm going to try to find a local shop around because I really want to get <laughs> the physical, but we'll oh, see. Oh yeah, same thing. Um, but chat, we are at the point in time now where we are taking questions, so feel free. Uh, you got about roughly around like uh, five, ten minutes to go yeah. about these questions. So jump in, throw those questions up so we can ask them. And then while we wait, we'll, we'll be asking ours. We, got, oh, we, have we one. got one right away, yeah. Dirty Gunner Gaming says, hardest comic book Benjamin. each of them have worked on. Ooh, Ooh. good question. I saw the eyebrows pop. Uh, yeah. Dope. Well, hardest in what respect? Like, uh, uh, Well, yeah, because you're both good. artists and, and writers. I guess... Uh, lightning round one of both yeah deadlines um, or art i would, or I would say a moon nice uh, the, the the run i did um with warren was six different issues of six different stories and they were all wildly different one was like a kind of a raid type story so that was really challenging and the one before that with this crazy one with like mind virus and mushroom gods and you know it's not like drawing like a story of part one, two, three, and four. It was just wildly different each issue. So that was, mm. I just remember it was a very inventive book and, I, and that's why it's one of my favorites, but uh, it was so hard to draw. It was, yeah. it was just be, giving, giving 110% every single day for, for seven months. It was, it was tough, but worth it. Oh. Yeah. On that same, same note, actually, like Declan saying, when you're doing a one-off issue every time, you got to set the world up and you got to develop it. And then, you've got to do that again the next month. Whereas Half Past Danger or whatever, I've got 18 issues now. It's all set in the same world. So you've done a lot of that setup in the first few issues and then you can not relax, but you can put more of the action or the character work. So when I did the first issue of, uh, my first issue of Grayson was called Grayson Future's End with Tom King. It was like when DC did this Future's End crossover. And again, it was all, it was a, it was all one and done. So it was a lot of setup involved, but not only that, I, that was like my audition for DC. Uh, they had seen Half Past Danger, and Scott Snyder had asked me would I be interested in doing something for DC. Uh, and Mark Doyle was the editor at the time of the Bat Office, and he, uh, because Scott had brought me in, he wanted to see several, uh, like he wanted to see full layouts for the issue, uh, then pencils, then inks, which I, normally I would do very rough pencils from my layouts and go straight to inks, mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. cut out that, to cut out the middleman there, because that's a lot of extra work to do full pencils. It's nearly another job entirely. So I remember it did take me an awful lot longer just to do that because I didn't want to screw it up. And I was, Grayson was a huge deal for me at DC was a huge deal for me. So I really, really put the hours in and that's back before I had a kid. Uh, so I was able to do that. Oh. Uh, like Declan said, it's, you're talking not all night, but some seriously long nights. Well, I mean, it's worth it. It's worth, I mean, I, I always find it so interesting. Sorry to keep going on, but I find it so interesting <laughs> now that this massive conversation online about what's acceptable and what's not. When you're talking about crunch with video games, you're talking about yeah. a movie mm-hmm. sets, uh, you're talking, whatever you're talking about, some people maybe of a, of a younger generation, like we're so old, but they, they're of the opinion that it is not acceptable to go over your eight hours to go past your, uh, your, 
your union guidelines, whatever it is, that's the cutoff point. And then I remember these long, long nights we did back then, and I don't feel like it wasn't worth it at the time. I feel like what I did then was paying my dues, and it got me to where I am now. So yes. there's, I think there's a real conversation there as to what is required and what's not required, and from the outside looking in. But then that's a whole different conversation. Sorry to derail that. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, that that's a very good point. It that is. goes with everything. It even goes with streaming. And what we do here is if you don't, I mean, turning on the camera and, and being on camera, that's that's the fun part. It's the after hours that really pushes you to the next level and who puts the work in. And uh, yeah, everything takes some a little bit of elbow grease, as we like to call it, to get where you want to get. Uh, we got um, one more question. You want to go for it, Matt? Or we got uh, another question? I, well, yeah, we got about we got like two, three minutes left here. So let's see if we can make okay. this lightning. What uh, comic? Uh, what comic was your all time favorite to work on? Yeah, lightning. lightning. Yeah, lightning. <clears throat> All time favorite. For me, Half Past Danger, the first issue. It's yours, okay. Declan. Uh, yeah, probably Moon Knight issue one. Moon Knight issue awesome. one. Awesome. And I think Declan we got... loves a challenge. Yeah. No, no. Issue, Declan loves issue, issue five. Issue five is one. It was one. I had. No, issue three. No, no, no. Seven. <laughs> ah! Um. It's all coming back. <laughs> and then, uh, really quick here, how long does it truly take to get a com to get a book from storyboard to shelves? Oof. Real, oh. rough estimate rough estimate because we actually are running down on time here smile uh, the quickest you could do it would be i would say three or four months that's in my opinion wow but, yeah like uh weeks to uh, weeks to rice um six weeks to draw uh, i go to the printers then and then, yep. yeah, then yeah, actually, yeah, actually get it out of publication ship it the whole night wow okay yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, you're not even taking a Disney into account in that scenario. Yeah, they can just Warner like Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it yeah, again. I'm, I've just written something that I'm about to draw, and that'll be out in October. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much for coming. Real quick, everybody, if you want to follow all of us on the Comics of Horse, we run out of time, and space is limited space, so to speak, and we have to move on over. We, all of our Twitter links are right there. Stephen yep. Mooney and Declan, thank you so very, very, very much for coming and joining us here on GCX and giving us a, a premiere of issue four of Carnage and giving us a little bit of you in your world. And chat, we are unfortunately done here but gcx is not done yes. there's so much more gcx to go please hang by and stay tuned as we keep going throughout the day we have a big show coming up and up next will be star wars and scotch uh, with kevin and tim so yeah, after a short little break don't go anywhere guys and steven and declan thank you so much again thank uh, you guys thanks for having us thank you yeah don't forget well, their their carnage black white and blood will be available yep. uh issue four with the variant cover artwork on july 15th uh for those of you trying to keep track at home it looks like a short while ago the gcx campaign broke over 3.5 million dollars raised for saint jude so everybody gets a round of applause and huge thank you for that um declan myself uh frank and steven sorry Looking over my squares. I'm like, oh, where am I? Um, we got a couple of seconds left here. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. That's all of our information up here. Um, and of course, as Frank said, Kevin and Timmy are going live with Star Wars and Scotch with some special guests. Make sure yep. to tell Tim happy birthday. He wants to play more Fortnite. So do that for us. I know and how we'll much be back he loves next it. Saturday. Yes. Do your homework, Loki. We'll yes. talk more about it then. Yes, Have not it easy, this guys. Saturday, next Saturday, chat. Bye. We love you.